you go through like the rounds. So as you're swiping, like, okay, what grabs your attention? It's those three things they tell you. It's like, what do they look like? How old are they? Where do they live? And what do they do? Welcome back to Mostly Balanced with Mia and Carly. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We have another male on today to talk about a dating perspective, which I always love. I love just yeah. grilling normal men about their dating life. Oh, my God. And that's literally exactly what this episode is. So we have Jeremy on, who you may otherwise know as Brunch Boys on Instagram. He has a food account, but he also gets a ton of questions about dating. So he'll share a lot of his take on dating from a male perspective or advice for any common dating woes specifically in New York City because that's where he lives and that's where he's been dating for the past decade plus. And yeah, it's funny because we had Kevin on recently and we talked to him about dating from a male's perspective, but he's a dating coach and has like very strong perspectives and things that we really knew we were going in to talk to him about. But with Jeremy, we literally just like grilled him on his dating life and asked him question after question about his thoughts on all these popular rules and questions that we get. So it was really cool to hear his point of view. Yeah. So it's like we can bring on an expert for their very like thought out advice that they give to clients. And then we can just bring on normal people who just share their what they're doing out there in the dating world, which is always fun. And Jeremy, while his focus is solely on food, like Carly mentioned, he has his question box, but I feel like everyone, like 90% of the questions he gets is all about dating and relationships. So it's so funny how like a content creator that focuses 100% on food and where to eat. Like those aren't the questions people are asking, but I think he likes that because you can get all that info from the content he shares regularly. So he enjoys diving into the relationship questions when people ask. Yeah, I think so too. And honestly, I have to say though, we have both been following his account for so long, like since the OG brunch boy days. And it's such a good follow. Even if you don't live in New York city, he actually does travel a lot. So he has a lot of content that's not just in the city. But if even if you're coming here for a weekend, go to his account, follow it. He has recommendations for every single area, every single type of food. I love his videos. They're so engaging. He has a background in video. So like it started sort of as a show, an idea for a show that he had. So his content is like so well made. You can tell he put so much work into it. And if you look at my saved Instagram reels, like so many of them are his. Yes. And any travel, like you said, traveling, he travels to all the cities. And if you just go to his YouTube channel and say, you're like going to Japan or going to LA, he has so many recommendations. Carly and I were just, we were just like salivating over one of Jeremy's videos to go to 12 chairs and get the tuna pita. Jeremy, you did a great job. You sold us. Right at Mia's birthday dinner there just because of Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we can't wait for you to hear the episode. Before we get into it, we always like to talk about new things that we've been trying or what we've been loving. I'm excited to talk about something that I kind of teased a few weeks ago, but now I've been using for longer and can talk about in a little bit more depth. So the Leaf shower filter, I've also shared it on Instagram. A lot of people listening might be familiar with it because you might have been served their Instagram ads. I feel like they have an amazing social marketing strategy, or maybe it's just like, my algorithm, but it's a shower. It's a water filter for your shower. So it's something that I never thought about before. Like, of course, people think about water filters for their water, whether that's like a Brita filter or a sink filter or whatever it is. But then if you like think about it, that's also the same water that you're using to wash your hair. And of course, then that means like your skin is absorbing it. And if it's not a clean water, 
then you're not going to have the healthiest skin, the healthiest hair. So I saw I watched it was probably literally just like a five second reel on it on Instagram. And I was like, Oh, my God, I have to try this. And I did. And now I've been using it for I guess like six weeks. So not even that mm-hmm. long, but I'm not even kidding. I noticed a difference the first time I used it. And it was like, what kind of differences? So first of all, just to get like a few things out of the way. So it's a shower filter that you literally just like, you order in the mail, you unscrew whatever shower head you have on your shower. Even if you live in an apartment, like I rent my apartment and I just easily unscrewed it and just put it under my sink so that I could put it back on before I move. And then you just go through like a couple steps. It's like, it is very simple, but it, there is like a, there are a couple steps that you have to follow <laughs> and it does involve this like a little cute wrench that they include in the box. This like little blue wrench that looks like a toy. Um, and that's the only tool that you have to use. And I, could have done it myself. I didn't, but like my friend did it herself and she was completely fine. And so you just screw it on and it's so cute. The aesthetic of it is like one of my favorite things. And that's saying a lot because it actually works, but you can order it in silver. You can order it, I think in white and you can order it in black. I have the black one, which looking back, I kind of wish I got the silver because like the spout that sticks out of the wall is silver. So then mm-hmm. black next to it and it, might look kind of weird. It kind of works for me because like my floor and my bathroom is black and so are other things. So like it kind of matches that, but it's like just such a chic aesthetic. Like I, I love the look of it and there is an easy way, easier way to install it that you do just screw it on. But the way that I did it involved like taking out a couple of pieces and I did that because that's to get better water pressure. And that's the first thing that I noticed, of course, was that my water pressure was amazing as soon as I turned it on to shower with it, which is a huge plus, I'm sure, for anybody. And what it does is, of course, it filters the water. And so then the water you'll be using will be much cleaner without any different like contaminants that might be in it. Not saying that your water like isn't safe for you, but like you'll like some water... I won't go off on a tangent, but some water is like harder and like that's why people use water softeners. And so hard water might make your hair kind of like that like strawy feeling, like sort of just like lackluster. Like mine was just feeling like dead and it was just annoying because it was growing fast and I felt like it was healthy. It wasn't falling out as much, but it just didn't feel like soft or I didn't like the way it dried. It dried so frizzy. And this like literally changed that after like one wash. So the water itself just like feels cleaner. Like it feels like soft, clean, fresh water. Your hair, my hair air dries. It doesn't dry frizzy. It feels softer. It just like feels healthier. And I can already feel like it's like is shedding even less than it was before, even though it was already like on the mend from that. And if you read the reviews on their site, like everybody says that this, I think this product was definitely like a TikTok viral product that people are obsessed with. And what most people say is that it makes their hair feel more hydrated, smoother, shinier. And I experienced literally all of that. And it's so funny because it's one of those things that like I never would have noticed. But now when I've been like traveling so much and been other places, I'm like, I like actually miss my shower head. Like I'm like, oh, I can feel the difference of my hair when I'm not using my Jolie. Oh my God, I need one. I've never, I never even thought about, I never thought about a shower filter for your hair, but it makes such a difference. I notice, like anytime I go to someone else's house or travel, like dip water all over just outside of my home makes my hair so different. So I can imagine, like I notice differences in my hair when I shower at literally anywhere else, but my own apartment. And I did focus mostly on hair, but like I just mentioned quickly skin, like definitely a difference in skin too, because obviously you're not just showering your hair, you're showering your whole body. So like your my skin feels softer too when I'm using it. I need one and it is so cute. And you hung Mm -hmm. eucalyptus on it. Yes, I hung eucalyptus on it because I feel like every ad that I got served had that. So the filter, the shower costs $165. So it's not like a cheap thing by any means, but it, it, I honestly do think it's really worth it because I probably won't take as like 
the same hair supplements that I was before. And I feel like it just makes such a difference in my hair and skin. But then the only other thing that's annoying is that you have to replace the filter. I think it's every three months. Mm. And I think the filter's around $30. So it's definitely an investment, but it's totally worth it. I only need to try one and then back up your review. Yes. I don't have a product recommendation, but I love to share what I've been reading or watching. So one thing... This is kind of a hot take because everyone loves this book and we talked about it with Eliana Goldstein and she's like this book I talk about with all of my friends. I wish I could reread it without ever having read it before. Like Carly loves it. I love the concept. It just took me so long to get through. So I finally finished. Maybe you should talk to someone. And I did like it. I really, I thoroughly like enjoyed the book. It just took me a really long time to read. It wasn't a binge read for me. It wasn't something that I felt I couldn't put down. Carly read it in two days. I read it in like three months. (laughs) And (laughs) I was reading some other things in between just because to me, like while there is a story. So Lori Gottlieb, she wrote this book. It's sort of, it's like memoir. It's taking from experiences in her own life. So she is a therapist. She was not always a therapist. So I really enjoyed that story arc of how she was first in entertainment and had really great jobs working in LA in Hollywood and always trying to like chase what she wanted out of her career, her passion and found the right, like she was dabbling in TV writing. She then worked on a medical show and wanted to be a doctor and then found her way into therapy. And she was really able to combine her passion for storytelling and helping people. So I really enjoyed that part. And the whole book I love because it is based on her own experiences and her own her own personal growth, her own relationship that she had to go through a breakup, her own relationship with her son and single parenting. And then she also tells throughout the book the story of three or four different patients that she works with. So you get to follow their journey from their initial session with Lori through the end when they have kind of reached their aha moment or decided to take a pause from therapy or maybe prematurely left therapy. And while that is all reads like a novel, you're learning so much about therapy and about why people think the way they do, why people act the way they do, the different techniques therapists come to the room and work through to like get the right response from you. And I always think of, I love therapy. My sister's a therapist. I always say my second life, second career would be a therapist. Mm -hmm. So I'm so intrigued. That's why I thought you'd love it. I did love it. it. I mean, I did. I really enjoyed it. It just wasn't the type of like book experience I'm used to that when I love a book, I can't put it down. I Because you are, Mm -hmm. I feel like I was learning so much. I was taking screenshots. I was taking notes because I would, I would read a quote and be like, wow, that's a really interesting topic to talk about on the podcast, or that's a really interesting topic or nugget of information I can use in my own life and relationship. So it's pretty like dense with that. And I was paying attention to that type of stuff. I wasn't just like skimming through as a novel because I was really interested in learning. And I've my only experience is as a patient in therapy. So it was really interesting to get a peek behind the curtain and see how therapists aren't just sitting there listening to you and reacting with the first thing that comes to their mind. There's really a structured, strategic way and different risks they can take and different routes they can go to elicit a response or realization from the patient. So very interesting read. I I do recommend it. I 
I just, maybe if you're like me, it'll take you a little while to get through. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I also, the only, when I read it that fast, I was like in a phase where I was literally reading like two books, like a few days, like I feel like two books a week. Um, But it's one of my favorite books. It's so good. Yeah, Um, She's definitely a dream guest. So anybody listening who has a connection with her, put us in touch because we'd love to have her on. And she has other books, which now I'm interested in looking into. Yeah. And then we were just traveling together and we, well, Mia had already finished Daisy Jones and the Six, the TV show, but I had two episodes left. So she rewatched them with me and it was so good. It's gotten such mixed reviews. I think I would have liked it just as much, even if I didn't read the book. Oh, but for sure. I loved it. And I think I loved it. In the first episode, I was skeptical because Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. It was the first book I read by her. That book I finished, I think, in yeah. a matter of days. I was obsessed with it. You were like the first person to read it. <laughs> <laughs> My sister recommended it to me. And then I, yeah, I feel like I told you, you must read this book. I, lo- I had such an emotional reaction to it. So I was so worried the show wouldn't hold up to the love I had for the book. Mm-hmm. And I was skeptical the first episode. I think every pilot needs to get its sea legs, but I loved it. I think they did an amazing job. The cast was amazing. I think it stayed really true to the book. Granted, I haven't read the book in many years, but I loved it. And the soundtrack, I was listening to the soundtrack on the plane on the way home, by the way. You told me I would have listened to it too. (laughs) (laughs) You were asleep. I sadly didn't sleep a wink. (laughs) (laughs) We've got so many good listener questions this week. I feel like we say that every week, but we just love when you guys come to us with these questions because they're so relatable for everybody. The thing I like the most about it is the number of responses we get to our responses saying like, oh my God, this just happened to me. Or like, oh my God, this like, so if you feel like you're writing something in and you're like the only person that's dealing with this, just know that so many other people are too. But I thought it would be fun just to answer or like talk through a couple of them. So I just told you one we were going to talk through. But first, I also wanted to quickly talk on one that I think you answered today, the tips on living in a relationship with different love languages and when to compromise. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because I've I've, I've thought about it before, but I've never put my thoughts to words. Yeah. So she, she asked if you and your partner have different love languages how to navigate that and where can you, do you have, like, how do you compromise there? And I was thinking, because I think, I don't, I feel like as long as you know your partner's love language, you know what you can do to make them happy and make them feel loved. If Dan's love language was acts of service, I'll know that he'll really feel loved if I pay, like do, do things for him, like run an errand for him or go out of my way to do something that'll be helpful or take something off his plate. Yes, that's, that's a compromise for my time, but I think knowing like, whether it's words of affirmation or acts of service or gifts, those are just things you can like seamlessly add into your relationship and give to your partner that doesn't feel so much like a compromise. I feel like quality time and physical touch, if you have are opposing there, then that is more of a compromise. Like if you're really independent and quality time doesn't fall high on your list, it's more about like, it's not like just going out and buying a gift for someone. It's more about changing your values or changing your day to compromise and spend a lot of quality time with someone or if physical touch, you don't experience that, like that might feel more of a compromise to add more of that into your day. So that was, that's kind of where I felt like the compromise most happened. But I think as long as you know each other's love languages and it's not bad to say what you want or say how you want to receive love or how you most feel love. And as long as you are aware of those things, 
I think you can easily manage different love languages. But what were your thoughts? Yeah, I love that response. I think that's so true. And I didn't, I never thought about it that way that like those, there are some that are probably more difficult to like compromise on. But I think like the biggest thing for me is like, and maybe this doesn't even really answer this question, but it's kind of honest, like on a, the same topic, but like someone's love language, if it's different than yours, like I honestly almost think that's like a good thing because then your relationship just has like so many different layers. Yeah. And I think knowing their love language is, for example, acts of service, but yours is quality time. Like just knowing that then you can even like tune into like, you might've been overlooking so many things that they're doing that are like expressing love that you didn't even realize was their way of expressing love. Like if they always do these small things for you, but you're just kind of caught up thinking like, why aren't they spending this quality time with me? Then you can realize, wait, but they did like X, Y, Z. Like that's actually how they like express love because that's their love language. That's like helped me a lot in relationships because I'm like, okay, so it sort of like just makes you more appreciative of things. And then of course, be able to tune into like how to not adjust your behavior. Like you should still be able to get your quality time or whatever your love language is, but then like find ways to do acts of service as well and things like that. So I find love language is fascinating. And I feel like we haven't done a whole episode on it in a while. So we should definitely do that soon. Yeah, but I thought that was such a good one. And I feel like just because maybe physical touch falls high on one person's list, like doesn't mean they hate receiving gifts. I think we all love all the love languages. Right. But if someone's like really hates PDA or it has a lower sex drive and the other person like fit physical touch is their main language, like that's where I feel could be a little bit more of a touchy subject of making sure that person who needs physical touch feels love. Yeah. And I also think there's like, it's important to realize that like quality time as your love language doesn't necessarily mean you have to spend every second together. It could also be a phone call. It could also be like just communicating more throughout the day, even though that might be like words of affirmation, but like just ways to make that time like quality. It doesn't have to be quantity, like just things like that. And same thing with physical touch, like someone's love language is physical touch. That doesn't mean they like need to have sex with you all the time or like so much. It could mean like just touch their arm more often or like give them like, right. I don't know, like hold their hand. Like you, there are little different ways to express each love language. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I liked that question. Me too. I love love languages. And then the other one that I wanted to just talk about quickly because I found it interesting and I've never been engaged. So I wanted your perspective on it was just got engaged. So first of all, congrats if this person is listening. Um, And they asked any tips on picking a date on different sides and neither wants to compromise. So I guess they're having an issue with their fiance figuring out what the date should be for their wedding. Yeah. We talked about, Carly and I talked about this in person yesterday by the pool on our trip. And (laughs) we had, we had some follow-up questions. Like I, we didn't, I didn't interpret this question. Like I want to get married on June 15th. No, I want to get married on June 21st. It felt more like you answered in the question. Maybe it was length of engagement. Like someone wants to get engaged sooner than the other. Maybe the other wants to to do the year after? Or is it about time of year? Someone wants a winter wedding and someone wants a summer wedding. So whenever people ask me tips on like what to do when you first get engaged, first celebrate. So again, congratulations to our listener. But you and your partner, or at least me and Dan, like we always, even prior to getting engaged, we like chatted about the kind of ideal wedding we wanted. Like when we wanted, when we had a wedding planned in Tulum, it was because we went there and knew we wanted to get married there. So I think the first, one of the first steps to do is kind of like get excited and brainstorm with your partner. So I am curious what the difference in opinion this couple has on the dates, but I I think try to find a middle ground if 
whether it's just aligning on, and there's a lot of factors that go into the date. You can't just pick exactly what you want. You have to decide what venue and how many people. Mm. Yes, I totally agree. I feel like you just verbalized like everything that I was thinking about it. Although I did, I think I did write this on there. And I do think like that ultimately, I feel like the girl, if this is a male female relationship has the final say. Did I write that? Cause I was thinking. I do too. You did say that. And I kind of agree. I just feel like Unless like, you're the exception to the norm that like your male partner is like the one who's who's being like groomzilla and like cares way more about the wedding. <laughs> yeah, and he's been like dreaming yeah. about his wedding day his whole life. Like, and not that every girl does that. That's such a cliche, but I just feel like I on um, I would say like realistically, probably girls have spent like more time thinking about what time of year they'll get married. Yeah. Like, I would guarantee if you ask ten guys right now, probably like nine of them have never considered when. Like at least nine of them never considered when they'll yeah. get married. And like, I know I want to enter wedding. I feel right. like, and I don't think it's <laughs> planning my wedding. So <laughs> I'm curious if it is like length of engagement. Cause I think that opens up like a more significant conversation. Definitely. That was my only other question. It's like, maybe one person wants to be engaged for six months and the other one's like, oh, let's take it slow and have like an 18 month, two year engagement. Like that's yeah. definitely something that I also think that's something that like sh- is kind of not a red flag, but it's like kind of weird if you guys get engaged and then you find right. that out, like you should talk about your timeline a little bit more before you get engaged in my opinion yeah I I was just gonna say that like what is the reason you want more time because you're proposing you are already saying you want to spend your life with this person so there shouldn't be anything else to like learn or get to know about them or deal with in the engagement time and honestly in retrospect I think a shorter engagement is better (laughs) I do too I just think some people like depending on their age aren't ready to get married, but they do know that they're with the person they want to marry. And maybe that's like, maybe that is a red flag. Like maybe that's weird, but I do think that that is the case because some people like want to get established in their careers or whatever it is. So maybe they might rush to the engagement to like lock it in and then they don't want to get married. But again, those are things that I feel like you should be having open communication about and shouldn't be a surprise throughout the relationship. There's definitely no right or wrong I know people who have had very long engagements and happy marriages and five-month engagements or three-month engagements and have happy, long marriages. So it is what's up to you. But I think the most important part is compromising and making sure one person's not just giving in to make the other happy and they're going to be resentful about anything because you don't want to start your marriage off with resentment. Uh, 100%. Well, we hope you love this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you are enjoying Mostly Balanced, please leave us a rating and a review if you listen on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Mostly Balanced Podcasts. Yes. Thanks for listening. We know you'll love Jeremy and look out for more amazing guests coming Mondays to come. Welcome back. We are so excited to be joined by our guest today. He is a digital content creator sharing his food adventures from all over the world. So welcome to Mostly Balanced, Jeremy Jacobowitz. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, thanks for coming on. So like Mia said, we always like to have everybody introduce themselves. So can you tell everyone listening where you're from, where you live, and then just a little bit more about what you do and how you got there? Sure. Uh, so I'm, I'm from Brooklyn and I live in Brooklyn. I've never lived anywhere else uh, other than New York City. Like I grew up in Westchester, but I never lived outside the New York City area. And uh, I was a TV producer for years. I worked in sports TV and then food TV, but now fully running my online content channels, whatever, 
uh, for like eight years. And as you guys said, it's like mostly, I describe it the way I said, it's like my food adventures all over the world, but it's very much like, <laughs> it's me and I'm going to restaurants and I'm traveling and I'm eating and I'm talking about whatever, you know, it's fun. And well, so it used to be brunch boys, but was it ever more than just you or was it always just you? Yeah. So like the original idea was like not to be an influencer because those weren't things when I started it. Right. Uh, this is a decade ago or whatever. So I'm just going to make an online show and I wanted to call it Brunch Boys. And I made a couple episodes about that. I did three episodes years and years ago, but kind of forgot about it. But I owned that name across all social platforms and just started posting to it just because I was in restaurants and I was eating, I was traveling, I was working in TV. I had all this content anyway. Um, I started posting and then it, and the, it blew up. So technically, no, it's always been me, but the core of it was was supposed to be something else. And then, yeah, the company is still called Brunch Boys. It's still part of my branding a little bit, but I mostly just like got tired of answering the question of like, why Brunch Boys? Oh, like, I don't even, sorry. I don't even, I don't even, <laughs> no, but it's like, I don't even focus on brunch anymore either. So like, it literally made sense, no sense. Like I put myself in the shoes of like, if you just found me today and you saw this account mm. Brunch Boys, like what's your expectation? It's like, oh, it must be a bunch of boys that go to brunch. And I literally right. never posted that. So I was like, it makes more sense just for it to be me. That is what it is. and you know, move on from there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've both followed you since the OG days and I <laughs> loved following and seeing the evolution of your brand. You have amazing content. You're extremely talented with what you do. And I think you see a lot of these content creators like shifting away from those maybe names they established early on and it allows you to like yeah. open up and talk about more things. And I see you dabble in the dating advice and taking questions and talking a little bit more about the everyday life of a New Yorker. So how has that been no. for you? Like, how do you, you're doing those questions every week? Yeah. So like, I'll do the the questions every Friday of like answering sort of any question or give advice. And it just sort of ended up going dating just because I think like, that's my audience. They're in their late twenties, live in New York city. Like that is what's on their minds. And I think like food and dating are obviously tied together also. Yeah. And also just became a thing of like, I, if I'm going to do these questions, like, I don't want to tell you where the best pizza is. Like, it's literally the videos I do every single day. Like, if I'm going to spend my Fridays, like, answering all these questions, like, let's talk about anything else, anything else, please. Nothing. I like, if you look, I basically refuse to answer questions about food. I'm like, that is what the content is. You guys get that every single day for a decade. Like, Fridays are for other things. Yeah. I feel like you do get, obviously, some questions about that since that is your content. But, like, can you walk us through a little bit of what you're day-to-day or your week looks like work-wise? Like how often are you going out and trying new restaurants? How often are you like editing content and everything like that? Yeah. My shoots are basically shoots. Like they're set up at the restaurants. I know I'm coming in. I'm in the kitchen. I'm there when they're closed. I know what I'm featuring. I know everything that's happening. We just go do it. I'll probably do two to three of those a week and I could get multiple videos out of those shoots. And then maybe I'll go to dinner once a week and that'll become a video just because like everything I do is content. So might as well if I'm like, I went to dinner last night somewhere like I might as well make it into a video like I'm there, I'm tasting it, I'm going to be filming it no matter what. So, um, and that's it. So most of my days are spent editing. It's, the shoots are like an hour. So it's only a couple hours a week of actually filming and doing that. Yeah. I love hearing a little bit more about the behind the scenes. And you've been sharing a little of your your daily schedule. Yeah. So it's funny. Like I started doing that because I, I'm always just, again, going back to like, what's the audience expectation? The goal is always keep them engaged, keep them engaged, keep them coming back. Stories, especially like you need them to keep clicking. Mm -hmm. Again, sort of going back to what questions am I tired about answering? And it's like, how do you stay so fit? It's like, I've seen that one so many times on your page. Yeah, it's like, well, I go to the gym every day and eat healthy every single day, but like people don't believe me. So it became a thing like, okay, cool. I could one, prove that every day I'm going to the gym and eating healthy. And two, I could tease what's coming and keep you watching. So it's like, Hey, today, last night, I was like, I'm going to this American Idol event. 
all right, like that's better than me not saying anything. It teased them like, okay, cool. Like I want to check in. Like when is he going to post it? And then we keep looking through mm. to see that event. Yeah, that's so true. I feel like it makes sense that people are questioning about, obviously, if they see your reels and you posting food, they're like, how is this guy fit with like... Right. I mean, what I tell everyone, I'm like, it's not a food diary. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm highlighting food and like, I'll collect for like, even what I did the video of like top burgers or whatever it is. And someone's like, look at the way you eat. It's so disgusting. It's like, I shot this video over, like I shot this video over a year. I didn't spend one day eating five cheeseburgers. Like this content I've collected and made content. I like, I reuse content over and over and over to make new videos just for that reason. Yeah. Tell us about how the article on the cut came to be. Um... Yeah, so it was the 10-year anniversary of Tinder. So basically like the kickoff of modern online dating, I guess. Um, so I followed a cut. I like York Magus. I love it. So they literally just had a survey up one day, like, hey, we're asking, we want people's opinions on dating. So I just filled it out. And then they emailed me and they're like, hey, you're like one of the only dudes that <laughs> did this. Really? They're like, yeah. <laughs> that, well, like their audience is probably like 90% women. Mm-hmm. Like how many of those people are going to fill out the stupid survey? Yeah. So they're like, you're basically the only one. Like we just asked you some follow-up questions. So they asked me some follow-up questions and then they came to me. They're like, well, we're looking for someone to do a photo shoot with every girl they went on an online date with. Every girl. Everyone's dream. Yeah, really. They're like, how many do you think it's been? <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, I've probably been on them from the beginning. So it's been a solid 10 years. I'm like, I bet you I end up average one a month and i bet you half of those are from online dates so like it's like i bet you there's like 50 or whatever it is that like girls i've gone out with and what helped them was i put everyone on my phone on how i met them <laughs> so i had everyone's contact number with like them hinge or whatever it said so i was able to turn over to wait you still had all of them yeah, like, deleting contacts is a very weird thing to me like what is the difference so just in my it's just someone in my phone you know what i mean but do you always save them even like before uh, first date Mm, maybe not, but at some point it's either like, am I deleting this or saving? It's like, I might as well save it. Yeah. yeah. So it's not um, just random numbers. Like I'm sure there were people that were lost in that shuffle, but for the most part, I try and like- Very organized. Like, <laughs> how I met these people, blah, blah, Yeah, yeah. So I turned over my contact list. I'm like, here it is. Have fun. And they were able to get like 10 of the girls to agree to be in this photo and be interviewed for it. <laughs> so did you, did you have to go into a room and just like face these people who haven't seen since the date? Well, the, the funniest is that we originally, we did it in my apartment. Um, so they all came into my apartment and we did it, but uh, the photos got back to higher ups and it, they deemed them not appropriate. So we, we had to redo the entire photo shoot. Like, like a day before press, we redid the photo shoot just like in a studio. So, but yeah, like it wasn't like a, I mean, I was honest, like, I didn't remember. Mm-hmm. Half of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's one girl called me out and she's like, you don't remember who I am. I'm like, no. Yeah. She was like, he, you could tell he didn't re- remember me when he saw me or whatever it was. But I'm like, I, I there were people that I wouldn't no remember idea. either. So the first date six yeah. years ago, I don't know. It's not the way my brain works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so most of those people were clearly from dating apps. Is that like with your lifestyle and your job? Are you typically meeting people? And is that how your like relationships are starting and your dating is typically um, coming from apps? It all depends. I think it's like all intertwines at this point. Like maybe I did meet them in real life and then maybe we match an app or maybe from Instagram or whatever, maybe from here, it's just like every, everyone's on everything. So it's like, or maybe I met them at some event and then like, or I matched with them and then met them at some event, just like New York City is so small. So like it, it really comes from everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Are you currently dating on apps now? Yeah. Which apps are you on? So what I did was on my actual phone that I have with me all day, I have raya and locks club and then on my phone that just like i just have a million phones just for content <laughs> stuff i keep bumble and hinge on that because i don't want to like be sucked into it 
Mm, that's smart. Um, yeah. So I like just like check in once a day. Don't look at it again until the next day. We're like Ryan box cover, like very easy. In the cut article, you shared, they shared a little bit of your dating profile and your prompts. And like so many of them were centered in food. Like, do you, as a content creator, put a lot of thought into your pictures and like make sure your prompts are like, is food a way you love to meet people and like something you need common ground on? A little bit. I mean, I just, I'm just more like, I think like it's like what they should be used for is just their personality. Like they're kind of silly. They're kind of whatever, like they're food related just because like, it's so easy. Like, I think I say like, I hate rainbow bagels or something. And some girl, Matt, this is a hinge prompt. I'm like, let's agree on we both hate rainbow bagels. Like whatever it was. And some girl matched me and she was like, oh, my mom invented the rainbow bagels. And like, I want to respond like, this doesn't seem like a match. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did she actually though? Or was she not a match with her I mean, mom? I didn't, I didn't look into it, but like, it's a very weird thing to lie about. So sure. That's amazing. We have so many guests on here who are women. And so we talk to them a lot about dating. But then when we have men, we always want to hear from the opposite perspective. So can you tell us like some, I like hate to say red flags, but like some things that stand out to you on a dating app profile that maybe you see on like every girl's profile and it kind of makes you like roll your eyes because it's not original or something you see that does make you say like, mm, no, this person isn't for me. Yeah. I think there's a lot of mistakes that I see. I think like number one is just like terrible photos that don't show me who you are. It's like, I'm sorry. Uh, like as a guy, even as a guy who takes photos of myself every day, I still don't have that many photos and I'm able to find five good photos of just me that clearly show who I am. Mm. Your main photo has to be you in a group showing me not who you are. I have to guess who you are or even worse. You would like put like an emoji on someone's face. It's like, Oh my god! Like, I, like, I photos. It drives me nuts. Yeah, it's like it's like you don't you have to have better photos than that, or like you could tell they're older. Like it says their age right away, and it's like they're thirty. And one of the photos is them like holding balloons at their twenty second birthday. It's like maybe you should update that. Like don't make it so obvious that it's an old mm. photo. And then I think just being negative. Like I see so much of like don't even bother swiping right if you're not going to do this. It's just like, oh my God, you're a fucking stranger on a dating app. And the first thing you're going to be is like really aggressive and like, don't even bother talking to me, blah, blah. It's like, this is so silly. Like we're, we're on a dating app. It's so silly. Like, except that it's silly. Like, Yeah. I hear that a lot. Like I hear like, whenever just men talk about dating apps and their experience, I feel like so but that's like a common thing. Women leading with like the don't talk to me or like right. a lot of the projection of like, you must be this and like right. less of like what I am going to be right. to you exactly. or this relationship. Like, so like, I have a profile. You don't have to match with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one forced you to match with me. You know what I mean? Like just, I, I don't know. It's, it's very, and I get it. Like women have to deal with like so much worse on these apps than men. So they've probably just like been through it all <laughs> much more than men. But at the same time, it's like, I'm just like not, that's not the vibe at all. Like I would never swipe on that. I don't care who you are. So Mm. what do you swipe on? What do you look for in a dating app? I mean, honestly, at this point, like it's, I think it's like, like you go through like the rounds. So as you're swiping, like, okay, what grabs your attention? It's those three things they tell you. It's like, what do they look like? How old are they? Where do they live? What do they do? So I think like you start there. And like, I think between those, like you find things like, oh, wow. Like, honestly, I catch myself. I have to catch myself a lot of like, uh, her job's really fucking cool. Like maybe mm. I should go out with her. But it's like, uh, I don't, you know, you don't really want to go out with her. You just think her job's cool. Like don't fucking swipe on her. But like, it's good to have that perspective if she's in the thing. So it's like swipe on everyone and then start once you match and then like decide who to talk to and then decide who to go out. It's like, it's narrowing it down the process every single time. Yeah. That's so interesting because I think a lot of people probably do that and they aren't actually mindful of the fact that they're doing that. Like, oh, the job's cool or like, oh, this looks cool. Like they traveled that place. But it is. I mean, like, I don't know, like, especially if my lifestyle, like, there are certain jobs that I know 
will be better suited to mm. be with me than something else, you know? So like you can kind of start there. Like we're never going to be on the same page necessarily. So like it's a huge factor. Yeah. Like somebody who yeah. has like an office job, like a nine to five. Right. Or like can never get away. They have the two weeks vacation. Like it's, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks for what I do because then they yeah. can't enjoy what I do because I am going to do this because like it's my job to go do these things. Now we can't do what I'm passionate about together, you know? Yeah. And like your job, you travel a lot with your job, right? Yeah. I mean, I probably travel like once a month. Yeah. Like, do you think that attract, like, do guys or you specifically, like, if you're not physically attracted to someone in their photos, are you, like, is there any chance you'd go on that date or is attraction a must? I'm not swiping. I think in real life, 100%. <laughs> I think on an app. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In real life, you, you like just, at least you just get the swiping. vibe. Yeah. Like, in real life, you could vibe with someone and whatever. I think on an app, it's like, it's built to be superficial. Right. I'm like, why would you swipe on this person when there's another person, another person, another person, and another person? Yeah. We talked about this with Jared Freed because like girls, at least like girls who date men, at least people that we know are like the attraction could grow or like, oh, that was a funny prom. He has a cool job. And it does. Girl, girls have the mental capacity to do that. Men do not. Yeah. yeah he was like, Jared was like, no guy is even going to be on the date if he doesn't find you attractive. Right. And it, which is like interesting, but it also like makes a girl feel good because you then you can go into the date at least knowing this guy thinks I'm attractive or he wouldn't be here. And then right. you like yeah, at yeah, least yeah. have exactly. that. Exactly. Um, but so if you're going on you said like maybe like on average one date a month is that because you're like so busy because that feels like not a lot yeah basically just like go through the mood of like wanting to go on a date and not wanting like even that like average is like probably because i don't go on dates for three months and then one week i'll go on four right. of them or whatever it is yeah. i just like get motivated i'm like okay cool my calendar's a little bit open i'm kind of want to do this okay great then we go go on a bunch of dates how often does it go to the second date no <laughs> basically i don't know like once a year <laughs> once a year once a year <laughs> yeah it's rare i feel like well, it's like, a lot more rare than people think yeah yeah. And I guess if you're like, are you right now or when you're dating, is it more for like fun, casual experiences or are you looking for a relationship? I would say it's everything. I think I could go into it yeah. with, with an open mind. And that's why like I don't have negative experiences because like whatever happens, like the, the worst thing that could happen is we go, we don't connect and then we never talk again. It's just a stranger like, okay, I had one night out. I had a couple drinks and then we never like, that's the worst that could happen. So great. Who cares? We're studying at that bar. Yeah. Yeah. What's your classic first date plan? Do you have a good restaurant bar? Uh, I just, I just, <laughs> no food. No, no food, just drinks. Uh, no, because like I don't want to be trapped in some like long thing. I'd rather just like sit, get a drink, see how it goes. And it could be one or two. I mean, you could be out of there yeah. in 45 minutes, really. Uh, where d any dinner is going to be minimum hours. Um, so yeah, start there. And then like second date can, can be food or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, dinner is way too big of a commitment when you've never met the person before, especially right. if it's from an app. Like maybe if you know mm -hmm. them. Yeah, if you know them, totally different. Yeah, yeah. We feel like Mia and I pretty much agree that like we don't really agree with any really dating rules, but obviously there's so many out there that especially girls are being fed about like what to do and what not to do. So we always like to get that perspective too. So if you went out with somebody and you did have a fun time, would you be thrown off or even notice if like they didn't text you after to say thank you or if they didn't text you at all like that night? Would you be kind of like thinking they're not interested? Should they should they text? Should they not text? I like my approach is always text if you want to text. And it's also you mm -hmm. define people's like texting rhythm. Some people just don't fucking text. Like I'm very bad at texting, admittedly. Like the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is like go through a text of like looking at the stuff. Cause I'm like doing stuff. I look at my phone. Oh, somebody came in and then like I legitimately just forget. So I'm the person that sometimes it could take till next morning when I text you back. It doesn't mean I wasn't or whatever. So like it's fine people's texting rhythm, but I wouldn't say that like I would never recommend being like, oh, I gotta, I gotta wait. I gotta just like, no, that's stupid. If you want to text that person, then just text them. Who cares? Because the answer's not gonna change. They either want to go out with you again or they don't. Waiting two days doesn't change anything.
I agree. We say that too. If it's the right person and there's the connection there, there's like very few things you can do to like mess it up if someone's right, interested. Exactly. Like when that text comes in, you'll probably be be down. What about right. sleeping together on the first date? Controversial rule. Uh, meaning to not do it or do it? <laughs> like if someone if yeah, someone did it, would like, you, do you not want to date? Like would you if somebody slept with you on the first date, would you be like, oh, this person isn't like a girlfriend material? It's more of a hookup. No, I think that's so I think that goes back to like how you feel and what the connection is and yeah. whatever. I know you like the drinks, get out if you don't if it's not going well, but would is it common if you like them? You could be like on a, a bar hopping date where you'd be out for hours. Yes, and it destroys me, <laughs> which is also why I can't go on a thousand dates. <laughs> Does it destroy the relationship? No, it's fun. It's like, I mean, honestly, like one yeah. of the things I'm looking at is like, I can drink a lot and I like drinking and like, I don't expect anyone to keep up with me, but like the person that's like down to try and like, it's like, it's like, yeah, I love fucking drinking. Let's just keep going. Whatever. Who cares? It's like, that's something I'm looking for. So cool. That's, that's like another good thing on a date to figure out. Like, what is your drinking ability? You know what I mean? What do you like to drink? Where do you like to drink? You know, what's your vibe and energy and mood yeah like do you like to check out multiple places in one night and like kind of bounce around i feel like it's just like right. com- like lifestyle is like a big compatibility <laughs> indicator for sure mm-hmm. and are you when you're planning dates with somebody new on a dating app are you typically looking in their area or do you guys like talk about like places you want to go or do you just kind of say like meet me here uh i'll always say like what areas are good for you and inevitably i'm in williamsburg so like east village usually makes the most sense then because it's more essential for most of us um, but yeah, it's always a question of like, Hey, just let me know what neighborhood is good for you. And I'll find something that's easy enough. Yeah. When you travel, do you ever date in other cities? Yeah. I'll go on dates. I mean, like a place like LA where it's like, I sort of like the, the same social circle, same people anyway, maybe a little bit more, but even when I travel, it's fun to just like, um, cause I'll do solo travel. So like, it's not even me like trying mm-hmm. to date. It's like, well, I'm just kind of alone here. Like it'd be nice to have someone right. to go to dinner with or get a drink with or show me the side of a city that I'm not going to see because I'm a tourist. You know what I mean? So like I'll be on the apps and like inevitably like I probably don't have that much time when I travel. I'm just like exhausted. But um, even picking their brain like on when I'm traveling, like I'll just match them. I'll message them immediately. Be like, hey, I'm because you also want to like be upfront that you're traveling. I think like it's rude not to. Yeah. So I'm always just like, hey, I'm here traveling. Whatever. Honestly, it's just like, what are your recommendations for this? And at the end of the day, if I get more recommendations, that that's just as good. You just verbalized exactly what I do when I'm traveling because I'll travel alone a lot too. And it's like, yeah, it's a good way to see the city too. Like whether you go out with them or you just get some recommendations, I feel like it's just, and like Mm -hmm. you said, you're by yourself, which is what I would usually be doing too. So it's like. Someone should have an app for that. They should. Right. Just like travel dating. Yeah. It's like Bumble's travel mode, but that's not like. Right. But that's it. So everyone knows you're either like down to find someone that's traveling or finding another travel, like finding someone from America or finding someone from whoever you're both traveling, like could be a fun connection. Yeah. I gave, just gave someone a billion dollar idea. So if they're listening, go for it. Take it. I mean, someone's going to jump on that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any first date, like horror stories, like any bad first date you can tell us about? I always have one. I always have, no, I always say one I have, like men don't have terrible stories generally just because like women could hold back their crazy to like date four and <laughs> men like if they're crazy like they'll be crazy the second you meet them Wait, you know what i mean tell us more about that because i feel like a lot of the, the reason we don't agree with like a lot of dating rules is because they're basically like pretend you're someone completely different until the guy likes That's you what I mean. so like what are these right. like crazy like men don't do that so women will like women will not let their like inner crazy out until and, so, and you're like oh shit you're a crazy so person. what is that ah. like crazy texting know, just, like jealousy just, whatever yeah. it is yeah who knows whatever whatever the quirk is <laughs> no it's uh, so true yeah 
<laughs> where men are just like, you meet a man immediately, he's going to be a lunatic. Like you just true. can't control it at all. Yeah. You'll just know right away. But I have had people who like, <laughs> right. you can kind of tell they're like almost waiting for the other shoe to drop because maybe that's what they're used to happening. Like, and we right. do say yes. that because we've had like, we see people who are like, oh, like I did everything right. And now like they're my boyfriend because I did all these like rules. But then it's like, but okay, now they're your boyfriend. But like, who are they dating? They don't really know because you <laughs> right. haven't been acting like yourself. Uh-huh. So we'll exactly. see how long it lasts after that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever lived with somebody? No. <laughs> no. Have you lived in the same place in Williamsburg? I've been here for like five years. I was in Midtown for years. I was in Turtle Bay. I was at NYU. So all those dorms too. So I've been around the city for a while. Five years in the same apartment though in yeah. Williamsburg? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool. What are some of your favorite Williamsburg spots for dinner? So vague, but I know. I listen, <laughs> I'm a creature of habit, so I sort of eat the same places over and over and over again. So like love 12 chairs. I've been eating Fini pizza a lot. Roca, I was gonna say Mia loves Fini. Yeah. I think I like discovered it from you though. Like, and now I keep I... saying like it's not it's amazing pizza. I wouldn't say it's the number one best pizza in New York City, but I crave it. Like their tomato pie is so good that like at night I'm just like It's so good. Like, I just I crave this fucking pizza. And like because there's no cheese on it, it's actually like not that terrible for you. And they're pretty small and slices. It's like thin and light. Yeah, I haven't exactly. had it yet. It's the same people yeah, as Lilia. So yeah, so Sean Feeney. So yeah, like so Missy is, is a little bit in it. She's not really involved food wise in it, but it's Sean Feeney, Feeney. Oh. Missy Robbins, Missy. They have, you know, play along with the names. Honestly, if you are, don't, if you want food on a first date, I feel like that's a good place to like keep it light, but like bring someone to like an elevated pizza shop, you know? Yeah. Or like I was like, you can eat like there? one of my, you yeah, you can sit up front. Um, they have a couple chairs and they have like wine, beer, or whatever. Negronis. Um, well, I like going to, yeah. I like going to Empo and Appa store for that reason. Like it's a fun bar. The drinks are really good. Best margaritas in the city. But also like if you are hungry, they do have tacos in the back. So it's like a good option where like there's no expectation of food because you're just at the bar. But if the date's going well and you're both like, oh, I'm fucking starving. Cool. We could just get food, which is like a nice option. Wait, what's the name of that place? Uh, Empo and Appa store. Oh, I have not it's heard on, of that. It's on St. Mark's and Avenue A. Margaritas and tacos. It's a great date. It's good. For sure. Drinks are great. Yeah. Is there any food that you like would not eat on a first date? I feel like we asked our audience this and like everyone didn't want to eat sushi on a first date. What? I learned so much. I never thought about it, but yeah. Uh, the only food I'd want to eat on a first date is sushi. That's I crazy. thought it was yeah. a great first date food. It's like generally like pretty light. You get to like experiment to see like what they're down to eat. It's my favorite food anyway. I mean, it's expensive if you don't want to do that on a first date. I guess I see that, but like it seems and like it's not messy. I feel you know like I mean? women that were responding were like, self-conscious of putting an entire sushi roll in their mouth <laughs> well okay. i didn't so i didn't think of that until i saw it well because first we got so many like we put up a question box what would you not eat on a first date and it was just like sushi 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 and then we got like ribs and wings and i got that but i was yeah. so confused i was like wait like i don't spaghetti, understand like stuff you could spill yeah. all over yourself but make i any asked sense. like why sushi and then like a million yeah. people were like you can't put that whole thing in your mouth. And then I kind of realized, I guess like it is, it is like big, but like, I just never would have thought of that. And I don't think any guy would ever notice. But again, like it's acceptable on the second date. Then like, what's the difference? Yeah. Like what is the difference? (laughs) Right. I must hide the size of my mouth. <laughs> because because women hold back for three or four dates. That's why. They're like, yeah. I don't want to show them anything. I can't, they can't see me. Like, Whatever, yeah. shove it in our mouth, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I went to like omakase at um, Sushi on Jones. So it wasn't like an expense. It was, I feel like more of like a casual mm. one. And that was like a first date. And so I like yeah, said yeah, yeah. that. And like. That's a good one. But That's then people one. were yeah. like, oh, I would think like 
I would feel like I owed them if they took me to that right. first day. And- I can see that perspective of it. Yeah, for sure. You can? Yeah. Like, I think that I sort of find it like the bigger the first date is, the more insecure the guy is. Yeah, I could see that. He was they're definitely like, insecure. Oh, they have no self-confidence. So they're like, I'm gonna we're gonna yeah. fly to fucking Miami for the weekend. I got you, girl. It's like, no, it's because you have no confidence that you can't just go on a fucking normal date and impress her. Like you have to impress her for all these other things. Yeah, like that's why you shouldn't have to think so hard about the yeah. spot. Just go somewhere where you can like yeah. have a drink and talk and like they right, get to exactly. know you, not like the thing you can take them to do. Right, exactly. Yeah. Do you ever like ask a girl what she wants to do on a first date? Or are you always like very direct? Like I know a place for doing this. I have a plan. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty direct. Like we're going to yeah. get drinks. I don't leave it up to them. Like, I mean, during COVID shit, like I had to do other dates and like, it was fine. I proved to myself that I could do other dates when like you couldn't go into bars and you couldn't do anything. Like I yeah. went on coffee walking dates and shit, but like how did those fun. go? <laughs> yeah, it was like, weren't fun. <laughs> like they were nice. Like it proves to me. It, it was nice that it proves me I don't have to drink on a date. It's like okay, cool. Like I don't actually need alcohol to have a good date. But it's just like if they're not, you're just like walking and talking. It's like oh, just sit at the bar and have a like. What's the point? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. I actually have like like a in the summer like an ice cream day or something. If you if like someone isn't drinking, that's, that's fine. That's also over in like twenty minutes. Then what do you do? Well, yeah. sometimes it's a good thing, but I guess so. <laughs> if it's going well, then you can go get a drink. Okay. <laughs> um, when it comes to being on a date, and if it is a time when you're thinking like you want a date to have a relationship or whatever it is, do you typically ask people what they're looking for early on? Or just kind of take it as it comes? No, I think like you have that conversation when you know what you want. Like maybe it's good to have all the information, mm-hmm. but I'm such a believer. I, I, I would be a hypocrite if I asked them that on our first day because I'm such a believer. And like, let me just see how this goes. Like I want all these things are really nice. So if I ask them, them immediately like, have, like force them to give me an answer seems like really aggressive and weird when. When you I just want to like see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I think like yeah. I think like that question comes up when you're like, okay, we've gone from like going on a few dates, like maybe we're dating. Then it's like, okay, before we're making a real commitment here, even the most basic commitment, maybe we should figure out what we're thinking. thinking. It doesn't have to be what exactly it is, but maybe you should Mm -hmm. bring it up. Yeah. I always like struggle a little bit with that concept of like, some people are firm believers and you should state your dating intentions on a first date. But I do like so much, like my dating intention with you depends on you. So I totally agree with your perspective there. But I also think like, sure, if I'm dating because I want a long-term partnership eventually, it doesn't need to be with the person I'm sitting across from. But if I'm confident in that for myself, I also think it's cool to state that just like, yes, I'd like to get married someday. But you know, whenever it comes up naturally, I think you could be confident in either one of those choices. Yeah. And a lot of people are dating to figure out what they want. Like they don't know yet. (laughs) That's why I'm here Mm -hmm. to figure that out. So I'll tell you when I know. (laughs) What? Well, what is the longest relationship that you've been in? Uh, it was like a year. A year? Were you at like the meeting the family and everything like that time? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have advice for somebody who's meeting someone's family for the first time? <laughs> so long ago, no. Uh, I don't know. I think, like, <laughs> just like- <laughs> I think just like anything, like figure out what's, do your research, ask them questions on like what the expectation is, like, you know, be respectful. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it has yeah. to like, no, like, hey, my sister's a hard ass. Like, that's something good to know. Like, get the information before walking in. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, like I would be like, my dad's gonna ask you a million questions. Would be the advice I would give them because, like, both my parents. Are For lawyers. you personally. Yeah, like both my parents are lawyers. He loves just like quizzing people about everything. So like, like be ready for him, just nonstop ask you questions. See, that's a good that's so heads funny. up to give. <laughs> yeah, right, I think you should definitely give like your partner like a awesome like rundown, Cliff's notes of everyone right. they're gonna meet. Like uh-huh. you want to set the person exactly. up for success. 
Right. But right. is that like typical of your parents? Like, is your dad just like quizzing because that's his personality or are they like very yeah. invested in who you will end up with? I think my mom more so, but my dad just likes talking to people and asking them questions. The lawyer, I don't think he, he's not yeah. digging for, yeah, he's not digging for anything. He just yeah. likes asking. And another very commonly used phrase in dating is if he wanted to, he would. So is that something that you agree with? Um, yes and no. I and mean, I think in general, yes, but I also think it sort of goes back to the texting thing. And like, that kind of goes back to those games of like, well, maybe they're doing it. Maybe they're not. Maybe this is just like, I think you're overthinking it. If you're going with like that mantra. Mm-hmm. We agree. I mean, I think you just communicate and state what you're state what you want. And if it's kind of like mirrored back to you, or if right. it's not, you have your answer. But I think that's kind of how we feel about a lot of these like dating rules are just so cut and dry. Right. But are you in your relationships or dating? Like, would you say you're a good communicator? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine with your like schedule and you're busy and you're like very independent in your own ways. So I think it's normal when you have someone else coming into your life. It's like hard to like drive with someone new. And I feel a lot of that is like communicating like this is what my life's like. This is what I'm looking for. So. Right. Exactly. I, I always say like, at, let actions speak louder than the words sometimes. I think my actions communicates much more than what I will verbally say. Which is know? a good thing. I feel like that, I mean, yeah. people should pay more attention to actions versus words anyway. So right. a lot of like the similar questions that we get are like, how come I'm not making it to date three, like past date two? Like, are there like certain things that you feel like a certain advice you have for people who are like getting in their head about like the next step and the next step and how to just like kind of like stay present in the first date and treat it as like we're saying, like more of a way to meet somebody and chat with them? Yeah. I mean, I just think that like, that's, I just don't think you could approach it that way. I think like, that's why you're going to hate online dating. Cause you're just like, you're so focused on getting to date three rather than like, is this the person I want to be going on date three with? It's like, mm. it's not a failure. It's not a failure if you meet someone who didn't connect, like that's what it's going to be. You're going to fail to connect 99.9% of the time. Not everyone gets fucking married. You know what I mean? Immediately. Yeah. Like, odds are you're going to date a hundred people and then eventually kind of find one person that you kind of like a little bit and then that moves on. So I think it's just that approach of like, you did nothing wrong. This person wasn't just your, your person. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That inspires my next question of like, do you typically date multiple people at a time? And if you do, at what point would you focus on one? Um, I honestly don't more so just like, I don't have, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have yeah. time to date multiple people at once. Like you can right. barely date one person, you know? So I, yeah, I basically don't. Yeah. I'm actually, I also like want to circle back to something you said like very early on in the conversation because it seems like you meet like a fair amount of people in real life and also on the apps. Like, I feel like that's not, that's like kind of rare right now. Is it just because of your lifestyle and the fact that you're at these different like events and that a lot of what you do is like going out? Yeah. I think I'm just out and about all day. I mean, also like people recognize me. So people come up to me if I'm out and come talk to me and that doesn't really happen to most people. To just like an everyday. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so there's like mm-hmm. a, um, I'm more approachable, I guess, than other people. Cause like, oh, I know who this guy is. Cool. There's no mystery about who this random guy is at the bar. It's like, oh, it's Jeremy. I know who he is. Cool. Like they'll approach me. So like, you're able to like have that different connection where that's not really a thing most people have. Like they know everything about you before they came over to you. That has to be so <laughs> weird, but yeah, it's like yeah. an automatic in. It's like weird. if someone saw you at the bar, they would just have like a thing, something to say to you right away. It wouldn't be like, right. what should they I know say I'm to that not, guy? Like, I'm not going to murder them. Like they know exactly who I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had anyone you've dated who was like, jealous or concerned about how much you get approached when you're out or how many people you're talking to on 
in your DMs, like any of that? Um, not really. I mean, I think that again, it's like that whole process of like why you're dating and seeing how they're like, I think that mm. like the people that I ended up going out with more like love it when I like they thought it was the funniest thing in the world when like we would go out and be like, we're doing shots every time yeah. someone approaches you. <laughs> yeah, it probably happens on like early <laughs> dates. Like, That's a fun game. game. <laughs> like if you're probably on like a first date and someone will right, approach yeah. you. That's probably yes. a little weird. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah exactly. that kind of shows yes. the person <laughs> what it's like from the start. Right. So <laughs> mm-hmm. If yeah. you go on a first date and you don't want to go out with them again, do you usually tell them or does it kind of just like you just don't go out again? Nah, just leave it be. Yeah. First date, I don't have to text them. And it's not like they texted me. You know what I mean? Like to me, it's like it's mutual ghosting. We right. never talk to each other again. That's exactly what it maybe is. They I feel like it's like- maybe they were sitting there waiting. But yeah. like, again, that's why there shouldn't be rules. If you had wanted to text me, maybe I would have gone out with you. Yeah, but like, then don't wait. That you didn't, I'm like, right, I'm like, oh, I don't think this. I was right. like, I'm kind of on a fence. She's not texting me. So she has no interest. It's like, I'm just going to let this thing go away. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like if they don't reach out, there's not really a point of I think initiating date that time. three, I would say. Like after three dates, sure. that's like. Yeah, and it depends on how the dates go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how intimate are the dates or, you know, whatever. Has anyone ever sent you an anti-ghost text and did you respond? Meaning what? Like I had a fun time, but oh, I'm not oh, interested. Oh, oh. Not after a first date. I, I don't, don't feel, feel like. a romantic connection. I mean, that's like happened, <laughs> that's happened after like three or four when you like have to make yeah. that decision, but yeah. not after a first date, no. Do you respond to those texts or just like let them go? Yeah. I, no, I, I always respond. I'm always just like... Okay, cool. Like, sorry, like, bum to hear it or, you know, whatever. Like, what am I going to say? Like, these aren't long relationships. Like, yeah. Great meeting you. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, I got to fight for you. It's like, I, I yeah. barely know this person. It's like, that's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I sent I one once and the guy never responded to me. So I don't that's know. Some, that I means. wouldn't respond either. I don't think. I don't think I mean, it, like, if it was a yeah. first date, I would no, probably be like, third. this person's kind of, oh, I, if it's a first, I might be like, oh, they're a little crazy. Maybe I shouldn't respond to this. A third date, I'm like, yeah, oh, I would be yeah. like, I'd be like, obviously, really yeah. like thank you. I'd be like, even if I was hurt, I wouldn't express that. I would just be like, again, like, oh, yeah. like, bum, bum to hear that. Like, I was kind of into you or whatever and leave it at that. Mia, your situation was different because he was asking you out again and you said he didn't want to because of that, right? I don't even remember. It was just so long ago, but I do know that the third date was sushi and I did feel a little bad because it was kind of expensive and I'm like, oh, no, I have to like send. I I just don't think you should feel bad about that. It's their choice to pay. I know. Yeah, my choice. Even like like, the girls like go go for the like fake payment. I'm like, don't fucking worry about it. It doesn't matter. I'll just pay for it. The fake reach. (laughs) They all try. They They go for the reach. I went for it and then he was like, I was like, we could split it. And he's like, okay, cool. And I was like, what? See, that's a red flag. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then he asked to go out again. And I was like, no. Yeah, exactly. That was a deal breaker for me. It was not that's a red flag. Oh, yeah, deal breaker, whatever. Yeah, I 100% agree. Because it shows yeah, no interest. Like, like, have you like, let a girl pay? To me, if a girl fought with me to pay, it's because she's not interested. That's what I think, too. That's why I don't fight too hard. And let, yeah. on a first right. date. If it's like a third or fourth, date. then like, yes, yeah, let exactly. me pay for something yeah, yeah. eventually. No, on but a first like, date, that's telling me she's not interested. And yeah. it's like, okay. Like even then, like I've told, like I, even like you go on dates and sometimes you're like, we both know this, isn't it? And they're like, should I pay? I'm like, don't, don't worry about it. Like I asked you out. It doesn't fucking matter. We had, a, it's all. There's a few drinks. It's like not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like a lot of girls will do the like reach just to right, like be polite, be polite yeah, yeah. and like, you don't want right. to assume, but our guys perhaps say, think it like internalizing that being like, oh my God, she's not interested when they do that. I think we know not the game. We know author. the game of the fake, but when I say don't worry about it and then they're like, no, 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 no. Like I will do this. Then yeah, I'm like, I insist. Oh. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> At what point in a relationship would you take up a girl on offering to split or pay? I don't know. I mean, it's it, split is weird. To I me. think honestly, my weird. opinion is like if Feels you're like very... seeing them, 
like a thing got to that and a good way a good test of it i always say is like the person i was seeing like it was when we started ordering in like we got to the level of like we're just going to order in dinner and then it became like when i'm at my apartment i'll pay for it when at your apartment you pay for it and like that was a big that was a nice split and like it was very natural that is that the happens. perfect example yeah yeah that like happened in my relationship I'll like do the ordering and then like groceries when you live together. Right, right. But like dates have like typically always been my husband. Yeah. Or like if you run out to get coffee or like you get a bagel in the morning and you're just like the one at the counter, I feel like it's just like so easy right. to like pay yeah. in those small yeah. situations. Yeah, yeah. But there's once you're in a relationship, I feel like it just doesn't really matter right. that much. So we just always like to close just by asking you a little, a few things about yourself completely unrelated to, well, some of them will be related to what you do. Um, this is, I feel like this is such a stupid question to ask you, especially cause you're sick of all the data or, or of all the food <laughs> questions, fine. but what is one food that you couldn't live without? Sushi. I want, I would eat, if I was rich enough, I would like have a sushi chef in my house making me sushi all day. It's a dream. Oh my God. Same. <laughs> what are your top three in the city? Okay. So here's the problem with when people ask me that I don't splurge for sushi in the city. Like I like, but just basic. I like delivery sushi. So like in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. I'll get like Kanahashi or like, um, oh man, what's the place on third Avenue? I lo- uh, Kotobuki is great. Kotobuki is great. Like for the quality is fantastic, which is like normal rolls up quality, not expensive, like fantastic. Always fun. Now I want to order it tonight. That sounds That's so good. good. I wish they yeah. delivered to Williamsburg. I would, I would order it every night. I was just going to ask, do they, do they deliver no, in Williamsburg? sushi delivery in Williamsburg is a little rough. It's getting better. We're having, um, like, I'm not a big Sugarfish fan to go eat there, mm-hmm. but their delivery is great and they're opening Williamsburg soon. So I'll have like a nice delivery sushi option with that at least. I've actually never been to Sugarfish. Mia, we tried to go once, didn't we? Yeah. And it's probably a yeah. pain in the ass. I think I've only been once. They like, when it they like first abuse opened. you in the restaurant. It's yeah. like, I don't want to be here. It's just like, so getting a box. So they have these amazing to go boxes or delivery boxes yeah. and they're great. Like, their their rice is seasoned really really well so they're really tasty mm. and the fish quality is like for what you're paying which is probably like 85 bucks or whatever it is like really good for that price yeah yeah i think we ended up at blue ribbon sushi that night but i'm the same way i like just like ordering sushi so i like it to just be like a basic yeah. place that you know you can trust and then it's like right exactly that's fine um i love to ask this question is there any book or tv show or movie that you have been loving and recommending to a lot of people lately the last TV show I really got into was um, uh, what is it called? It's the flight. It's the FX thing with Fleischman. Um, Fleischman is in trouble. Yeah, Fleischman is in trouble. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, and it's such. It's like eight it. episodes. You need to finish the entire thing. So it's uh, like, yeah. highly recommend it. Yeah, it was great. I read the book too. It's What's on- funny is I bought the book after watching it. And it's word for word the same. I'm like, I don't. Yeah, literally. This. It's literally yeah. word for word the same. So I was like, I don't have to read this I, book. It's, it's fine. Un- no, you don't. <laughs> it's like you just like listen to the audio audio right. version with pic- they visuals. changed a few. They changed a few things, but I knew what they had changed just because I'd read all these articles. So I'm like, yeah. oh, there's no reason to like dig deeper into this. This is fine. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I really loved it. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like classic, like a good New York vibe. Like if you like it's a like show, the set most in New York. As I said, like. It's like, yeah, it's it the best world building of New York City that I've like ever seen of like Upper West Side, Upper West Side rich people. And it's like yeah. every last detail they got was like, oh, they nailed it of like being in New York City. Like they just got it. Everything. I was like, those that, are like, the that best. World is so amazing. Yeah. I love that. What is your favorite method of self-care? <laughs> uh, I guess the gym. I go to the gym every day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't laugh. I feel like you have a very like re- yeah, you wake up at like five, re- like a nice routine, gym, like, like self care. Yeah. Uh, gym, gym has now become a midday adventure. But yes, I try and go. Th- I go to gym probably like six days a week. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> if someone if someone said uh, you pulled a Jeremy or they pulled a Jeremy, what would that mean? 
I don't know. Probably it's just like eating a bagel. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like not crazy at all. That's a great answer. Um, and then the last one, what are three things that you can't get through the day without? Like three items or things, but not technology related, uh, like not your phone. Oh, hmm. Uh, iced coffee. I down like a gigantic Grady's cold brew every single day. Like I look forward to it. Like it gets me out of bed every morning. So I love it so much. Uh, well, I'm going to cheat a little. I'll say YouTube, even though it's technology, but it's creative. Like I need okay. my mental break. So I have, I also have the TV on, like the TV's off because we're literally recording, but the TV's on every other second of every other day. Like I sleep at the TV on and it's a lot of YouTube. YouTube. And it just like gets out. Like I'm able to just like, cause mm. I don't have time to sit there and watch like all these shows. So instead it's like, okay, I need like a 10 minute break from editing. Cool. Let me flip over, go on YouTube, watch yeah. something really quickly and consume it and get back to work. Yeah. Which is really nice. Uh, and then yeah. three. Hmm. I mean, I guess the gym. I, I mean, gonna, there's I so many days. Yeah, it's, like, it's like I don't really leave the apartment most days. My part. I'm very lucky to live in a beautiful building where we have a beautiful gym upstairs and a great market downstairs. And like, I'll go three days and not like leave the apartment just because I'm working and busy and whatever. And like the little things I have to do here. So like, yeah, going to the gym is 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 a nice something I have to do every day. Yeah, loving your apartment is such a good feeling. Yeah, too. get a little stir mm-hmm. crazy. Can you tell everybody where to find you? Sure. Uh, if you type my name in anywhere, you should be able to find me, Jeremy Jacobowitz, on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Snapchat. Locks anywhere, Club, anywhere there's anywhere there's at Locks <laughs> Club. Yeah. I don't know if you can search, I don't know if you can search me on there, but I guess you could find me on there. Yeah. Search long enough. Well, thanks, Jeremy. This was so fun. Love to peek into your day to day and male mind when it comes to dating. Yeah. Thanks for letting <laughs> us course. grill you with dating questions. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> <laughs>